As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. It's not about me I'm only here for a minute And I know that I can't fix it I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try Hello, welcome to our Lads and Powers. This is Scott Powers, joined by Mark Lazarus. As always, we are here on trade deadline day, which never seemed like it would ever arrive, and it's here, and we're past, and it's, um, yeah, I've I feel like we've been talking about this day since since Alex Abrinker got traded, like it, <laughs> pretty is... much. I mean, the second that Alex Abrinker got traded, and then Kirby Doc, uh, we started talking about, wow, they're gonna trade Patrick Kane at the trade deadline, aren't they? So this is like what nine months in the making. Yeah, it feels like we've been writing that many stories about the entire athletics are written about Patrick Kane the last last I month. I swear been... to God, like like we are keeping Getty in business just by Patrick Kane photos. Like every story on our website for the last month and a half. I, I do want to apologize for all the people who put in the uh, who says no Patrick Kane trade requests the proposals because <laughs> we ended up skipping the story because everyone in the athletic had written the story and it was basically <laughs> just going to be a repeat of that. So like, I do apologize. Like, our slacks were just like an, like an endless stream of, hey, you want to do a story about if uh, Patrick Kane's a fit in X City? <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> it was it, it was interesting. You know, the Blackhawks, one of the worst teams in the league, were kind of the dominant topic for almost a month here just because of the uh, uh, the unknown Patrick Kane situation. And, and and man, I the way he dragged his heels, the way the Blackhawks kind of kowtowed to him and, you know, whatever you want, sir, whatever you want to do, sir, we'll do whatever you ask, sir. And. Uh, it, it's been it's been quite a process, but I feel like that was what I mean. They they owed that to him basically because they. Oh yeah, it, it's the Blackhawks' fault that that he has to be traded, right? Like it's it's not Patrick Kane's fault that they put him in this position. It was it's no, the, the Blackhawks. I mean, they ran him out of town. 
Oh, like, for there's sure. no yeah. other way to put it. Like the Blackhawks basically said, leave. We're going to make things so miserable here and we want you to leave so we can get a first round pick. And then they didn't get a first round pick for him either. But I, I feel like it's on Stan Bowman more than it's on Kyle Davidson almost, yeah. you know, like it's, it's, well, I'm not even saying it's, it's not, it's not necessarily the bad strategy to say we want to yeah. just, you know, clear off the decks and start over. I'm not, I'm not criticizing the strategy right. necessarily. Right. Yeah. It's not what I would have done. Kane had, Kane had no other option than to go at this point. The Blackhawks made it untenable for him. By design, they made it untenable because they they just their their time frame. The second they decided that Debrinket and Doc were too old to build around, that's when they were telling Patrick Kane, "Look, this ain't gonna happen in your lifetime, buddy." Yeah, I still don't think it's too old to build around. I think it's it was too. We need to get after Connor Bedard and what we want to, especially Debrinket. What you want to be paid doesn't kind of line up with what we want to move forward. So I I mean honestly, I think the goal. Again, I I think this is all a failure if they don't get Bedard or Fantilli. Like I, um, I think there's other good players in this draft, and 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 they may become players, but I don't think there's anyone who plays in the NHL next year. Which I think the Blackhawks need a, a superstar, and Kuczynski may be a really nice player, but it's hard to say a defenseman's a superstar, especially when you don't have forwards around him. But I think if Bedard or Fantilli aren't in the NHL next year wearing a Blackhawks jersey that there's yeah there's a problem with all this i i think i and i know that there's a lottery so it's not of it's you know like the black well, that's what made, that, that's what made it such a risk right i mean that's what made this whole process so you know dicey yeah and from day one from the from the day they traded to bring it in doc i've been saying that like tanking is it doesn't it usually doesn't work i feel like this might More work often than not <laughs> you you were at the game last night. I, I the roster was even worse today. Well, I, what if what, what if they finish dead last and they get Leo Carlson? Is this a failure? I think the problem that they and I was talking to Corey Brown about this yesterday is that I think Mitchkoff is the the third best player in this draft. Well, he does at least. And he hit that in his rankings, and I I think, and I get why the Blackhawks would pass on him because it's a longer timeline. But if you pass up on Mitchkoff and he's, you know, like he's the next Russian star and you do it because, um, yeah, because you need something more immediate, I, I think that might be a failure too. So if you, it, it's it's really challenging and I get that and, and none of this is perfect and in, in a perfect world for the Blackhawks, they get the first pick and they draft Bedard or they get the second pick and pen, pick Fantilli and they're both either in the NHL next year. But I think, you know, I, I think Davidson and the way that Davidson's going to try to sell this is that you know, we have all these, you know, first and second round picks that it's going to take a little bit longer. Um, but I, I just, I'm, you need stars. You need, you need yeah. some of the market in, in a, in a major market like this. And um, I, I think they're going to start feeling that in, you know, in, in the seats here very soon, they're certainly going to see it, see it in Jersey sales. And I, I think it's going to be felt more on the business side than they have all season because they've had Kane and Taves to rely on. Well, yeah, Thursday night's game was, there's like seventeen and a half thousand was the announced crowd. It looked like a little less than that, but that was the announced crowd, which is a decent number. But that's probably because people thought that was going to be Patrick Kane's last home game, and they wanted to be there for it. It felt like they were saying goodbye, even though Kane wasn't there, which was kind of strange. it was the weirdest freaking thing. Like I, I like I, I, I understand the, the 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 spot they're in, and it's a difficult spot to be in as a team where you basically kick your franchise player to the side, and then. You know, you want you want some kind of catharsis there for the fans, but like, what were they going to do with that chalk outline thing? Like, text a picture of it to him. He was playing a game in New York that night and having the eighty-eight everywhere, and and then they had a tribute video for him, and he wasn't in the building. Yeah. Like, I, I, it was just it was a really strange thing to do. It was all the stuff you do when he comes back, and I I think they're just like flailing because they just don't know how to. 
They don't they don't know how to like I feel like it was it, all planned already and they're like we were hoping that he'd tell us when he was leaving. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he never. Yeah, did. like, like, the, 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 it would have made sense if they knew this was going to be his last home game or something. Everything he about even, it was he, strange. He didn't even talk after his last home game. Remember, like, he, yeah, he, he was requested and he didn't come out. And, um, yeah, it's they put that they they paint this giant eighty-eight in the middle of lot C, which you know, ten years ago you would not have given up that prime parking real estate, but there's room for it now. And they said like fans can come at five o'clock. It was filled up at three o'clock. Was it like corporate partners that were filling? Like, it was like I don't know. Like was it just team employees filling and make sure it was? I don't know. Everything about it was just a little strange. I appreciate the gesture. They're yeah. they're not trying to pretend they didn't do this. They're no. trying to acknowledge a, a local hero and an icon and all that. I get all that, and I know it's a difficult position to be in, but it was really weird. <laughs> like it was like the kind. It, honestly, it was the kind of thing you do after a guy dies like there was something funereal about it like it was just like like you know when stan makita died you know you had his number everywhere and you know let's honor him and like you traded patrick kane you ran him out of town it, it was such a it's just such a weird thing all is it odd stuff. that we haven't heard from jonathan taves like I, I i thought he'd be like an instagram post or something that with I, I i mean I, I reached out to him i probably shouldn't say that because i'm not supposed to do that out of school but you know i i i i, I don't know i don't know why you know he's just kind of laying low and Maybe doesn't want to like steal the spotlight from the Kane accolades, but yeah, it's a little strange that you know after 16 years together as kind of you know the 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 number one and one A of of Chicago, yeah, you would expect some kind of an it's it's, it's you know Taves you know he's dealing with stuff right now obviously yeah with the long like, COVID, it's but he's around the everything. rink and he's working out like he's not like you know laid up in a bed somewhere yeah like he could certainly at least you know you know hat tip his uh, his, his buddy there. Yeah, I mean, other Blackhawks are all they, they at least like they post like whatever on Instagram. Yeah, like, Max Domi tweeted about you know, like, yeah, feed. yeah, I, yeah, I don't, I, I just, I, yeah, it's, it's odd that he hasn't. I, I know it, Taves isn't active on social media, but it feels like it. Yeah, this would kind of, or even and, just like release a statement through the team or something like that. Yeah, it's, and Kane was asked about it at his introductory Rangers press conference, and um. Yeah, and and he said how strange it is, you know, for 16 years yeah. you've been together, and then not to have him around. And um, I, I had this other thought about the whole Kane going to the Rangers, and I and <laughs> I thought when Panarin showed up, and I saw saw the video, I think Charlie Romelli Otis had it of um, a Panarin kind of. Uh, well, then the Rangers tweeted out too late. <laughs> Panarin hit him the puck and told Kane to go fetch it. And I, I it made me think that you know maybe Panarin just thinking you know Kane's coming to my team now. I'm just going to pay him back for everything that he did to me. Like well, I'm, the, it, it, I'm, I'm the last guy on the ice, and and Kane. You know, it's it's funny. We've made such a big deal about this Panarin Kane reunion, and I'm and I'm kind of talking out my ass here. So take, you know, take this for it with a grain of salt. But you know, I've asked Kane in the past, like you know, you know, he Kane keeps in regular contact with Debrinket and Strom and some of his other buddies. He never he doesn't he, he and Debrinket like are him and Panarin like. They're not that tight anymore. And I, I I talked to Panarin about it at the All-Star game. I asked him, he's like, oh, you know, I don't really, you know, we don't really talk that much or anything. Like, they're not like BFFs. They were like hockey soulmates, but they, they, they you know, it didn't last once he got traded to Columbus. Well, I think some of that was the language barrier, too. Like, where Kane yeah. said, I mean, they, they go out to dinner and they didn't really talk. They just kind of right. communicate. They kind of like so, sign language to so, each other. Yeah. I, yeah. I am, you know, it's funny. I, I texted Joe Belfry after the trade. I'm like, oh, you got to be excited to be, you know, analyzing Kane and Panarin videos again because he basically thinks that they changed the game. Um. So, yeah. And Kane even admitted, admitted that it, it, it may take a minute for this to. Yeah, out, I mean, I, I was, I was, uh, um, you know, obviously I was at the Blackhawks game, but I had an eye on the Rangers game, and I saw one play where, you know, Kane made this kind of like no look seam pass through traffic to Panarin that, you know, 
seven years, six years ago or whatever, it would have been a, a guaranteed goal. Panarin didn't even have a stick down and had no idea where the puck was until it was past <laughs> yeah. him. Like, like it's going to take some time for the two of them to remember how to play with each other because they're such, you know, singular talents in the way they see the game. We, we graded the Blackhawks. Uh, we, Davidson's move one by one, which we came down to like nine moves in the end. Um, overall, what what's what do you feel like they accomplished? How do you grade it overall? You don't have to give a grade, but just like overall thoughts. You know, you know it, it's tough because like, you know, I did the winners and losers column for us uh, league-wide, and I had the Blackhawks as losers just because, you know, the point of this whole season was to trade Kane and Taves for you know, big hauls and they didn't, you know, taste was, was, wasn't even on the table and, you know, Kane, they did, uh, they got a conditional second and a fourth, which is just not, there was like nine or 10 first round picks yeah. around this year, but you know, it could have been that, worse for Kane. It could have been so much worse. And Kyle Davidson did, he really did a pretty good job with all this. I mean, he, he got a, he, he, you know, rather than get two mediocre picks for McCabe and Lafferty, he packaged them, got a first rounder out of it. He, I like how he's spreading out the picks. So like contracts will be spread out down the road. And like, I think he said today, there'd be waves of talent coming in. Like that's a smart way of doing it. And by stock, you know, having a 2025 second rounder, that gives you ammunition. If, if things, if you do get bedard and things go faster than you expect, you can start, you know, in theory, all those picks, sense. and that's yeah. You, you can use you can use all these picks to to acquire. You can be on the other side of the trade deadline with some of these picks you have in twenty twenty five and twenty twenty six. Like in theory, everything looks he did pretty well for what he had. But you know, getting so little for Kane and and nothing for Taves, it just under it, it's not even his fault. Like none of that's his fault. Yeah, but it's hard to look at the Blackhawks as winners when their two biggest chips brought in so little. Yeah, and. And and so much of this is evaluated in theory, and in theory, all this, yeah, like this is a good deadline and last deadline, and everything he's done to. You got to hit his, on the picks. Achieve his goal is, you know, and I asked him today. I, you know, you've you've pretty much accomplished what you wanted to. You like you, you know, you you have all these assets now, and then what's what's the next phase? And you know, he he's like, I have to draft well, and that, that that's yeah. the obvious, you know. Um, I I am curious because they've traded a lot of guys that I think made sense as very good complimentary players to Krachinski and Reichel and, and whomever, like, you know, the fact that you had, um, yeah, a McCabe who I thought, you know, alongside a young player would, would be really, you know, really good. And Lafferty played how you wanted to. And, and certainly Domi and, and, and certainly if you're moving on from Kane and Taves guys that, you know, brought along other younger players throughout their careers. Like, I, I think this off season will be telling in what, um, and what Davidson does to, you know, like, especially if they draft Bedard, like you want guys that can play at that level. And it's hard when, you know, like when Dylan Larkin and guys who are going to become UFAs are already signing, you're, you're, there aren't a lot of options that, you know, superstars that hit the market. Like you may have to go trade for someone or you need to find ways to um, acquire other types of talent. And, 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 and you certainly, you know, tweeted today about how Max Domi could certainly come back. Um, and Luke Richardson mentioned that he'd absolutely wanted Domi back. But I, I think the key is if, you don't want to just put 15 rookies out on the ice, right? Like that, right. It, it's not going to, you want to have the, I mean, and you saw that was Kane and Taves, certainly when you use the Blackhawks as an example, that you had the Sharps and uh, the lads and all these different guys they brought along to, to compliment them. So I you think know, obviously you know, they need to draft well, but they need to bring in some talent too. You know what you want it to look like almost is that, that COVID season, the 2020, 2021 season where the Blackhawks went into rebuild mode they put a bunch of kids up there, but they also had Kane and Taves and some of these veterans around them uh, to kind of balance it out. Well, they didn't have Taves that year, but to balance it out, they had some yeah. veterans. You know, Keith was still here. 
And and that's you kind of need to have that. And that's why, you know, I always said they should have just kept Kane all along and made him happy somehow. And I think he could have been super valuable. Like if Taves can get himself healthy, I would absolutely extend him a one or two year deal. Uh, say stick around. He's great with the kids. He's a veteran presence. He's, you know, competent on the ice. Uh, you need some guys like that around. It can't, like you said, it can't be just a whole bunch of rookies out there. You need some kind of steadying presence. And they traded a lot of them, guys like McCabe and, you know, some of these veteran guys that aren't around Domi. I mean, you know, Connor Murphy is really all that's left from, you know, the the old guard if Taves yeah. doesn't come back. So you, you do need to have some actual veteran NHL players. You have to find that right mix where you're bringing along the young guys, but you have some veteran steadying presences. I think I think even uh, the veteran presence is good, but you need like you need good players too. You know, yeah. like you need guys that can help elevate these players. You know, like if a Bedard comes in, like you, yeah, someone like you need someone like Kane or you know, or just who plays or thinks the game at that level. Because I, I think that's the challenging part too. Is that um, and you I mean, you hope it's like you you hope it's Lucas Reichel and Philip Kurashev or something that can hang with them, and there's your yeah. top line. Right. But that's asking a lot of those guys. Yeah, and 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 I think Kurashev's been a really interesting like case where I don't, I still don't know what he is or what he is in the NHL. Yeah. You know, like he his numbers are pretty similar to his first two years, and it's t- at times where he's looked really good, like Adomi and Reichel and Kurashev looked really good, and um, yeah, there's signs of him, and but I feel like there were signs last year too. So it'll be and Luke Richardson had a good point today too. He's like it with all these draft picks, it's soon at some point really soon these younger these prospects are in the system now. Like either you gotta prove it or you know, basically lose it because they are gonna make way for you know these all these first round picks, and those are the guys who usually get a little bit more leeway and guys who get these opportunities. So um I, I think, uh, you know, the, the, but honestly, there aren't a whole lot of prospects in, in Rockford right now or in the NHL. Well, you, you look at who's here, who like, who's signed through next year. It's it's Tyler Johnson. It's Jason Dickinson. It's Colin Blackwell. It's it's these, you know, competent, you know, you know, viable how many, NHL how many top players. Six guys are there, right? But that's exactly it. Like, you don't have skill. Tyler guys. Johnson maybe can play in the Tyler Johnson. Uh, yeah, Radish, he, maybe. Radish, yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, I mean, but that's it. I mean, otherwise you're looking at the Cole Gutmans and Lucas Reichels of the world. Yeah. You're, you're going to co- turn to your young guys. They're going to have to sign some kind of decent player this summer, at least one or two, like legitimately decent top. You just six got rid players. of your top, your two top, like what Seth Jones leads the team in points right now. Is that right? Like it's... Yeah. Well, Jonathan Taves does. And yeah, Seth okay. Jones is like, or actually, I know I think Seth Jones tied him last night. So yeah, okay. <laughs> 28 points. Your leading scorer in March has 28 points. Yeah, so it's um th- this phase was so necessary like it was it felt like a necessary part of Davidson's rebuild but it's yeah, like the next the next ones get they get harder because this is, you know, like trading people away and I know that you have to work out these deals but it's it's the acquiring talent and paying, you know, the contracts and um and drafting and and certainly we we, know, we won't know about drafting for a few years but these early round picks have to, as much as the Blackhawks want to be patient with some guys. If you pick a guy in the top five, he he's got to be ready within a year or two. You know, yeah. like it's the timeline changes too. So, looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with twenty four seven U.S. based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And we've um, seen time and again that just a top five pick is not guaranteed to pan out. No, for yeah. sure. Other than the top one or two, and even the top one, like, like Lafreniere and Capo Caco in New York, these are not superstar players. But Bedard, Bedard, Bedard is. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Bedard is it. So. No, probably, but 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 we don't know. Like, everyone says Fantilli is like going to be yeah. the you know it's Big David Eichel. It's not necessarily going to be yeah. that. Yeah, the fact that Fantilli leads college hockey as a freshman, like these are talking to Corey really Brown yesterday. Yeah. Like these two are above and beyond the rest of the class. Like there's yeah, but what what did you know, But what did all the prospect writers say about like your Alex Turcotts of the world and your. Uh, you know, Quentin Byfields of the world. These guys were supposed to be dominating the NHL by now, and they're not. I'll have to go back and look at all these scouting. Players. I'm just saying, everyone looks awesome as a prospect. You get yes. him into the NHL, and things change. Yeah, Alex Turcotte didn't dominate uh, college hockey like this too in his freshman year, but um, you look, but then you look, you look at look at Jack Hughes. It took him three years to become a superstar. Oh, for sure. People yeah. were writing him off. You look at Nico Hishier. Took even longer. Now he looks like a, a Jonathan Taves type player. You know, you, well, that, that's so, pro- Nathan yeah, McKinnon I, wasn't Nathan McKinnon until like his fifth or sixth year. And that's why you, I, especially in the Blackhawks case where I think, yeah, fans, I mean, it, it is Kane and Tape's jerseys hanging all over that you need, you need something to market. And I think you need to figure out how to bring other talented players in because you need to bring those guys along in case they don't hit right away. Right. Like, it's right. You know, I talked to Seth Jones about that a couple of weeks ago when we were in Montreal and he's like, you know, in my mind, this is, you know, I, I, I think that. If we want to add superstars now, we could because everybody wants to play in Chicago. He said the, the 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 state of the franchise right now has done nothing to diminish the fact that Chicago has always been a destination city for the last fifteen years. He says that's yeah. still the case because everybody knows you know how the the the, the five star accommodations and the, and the and everyone loves the city and the original six and all that. Seth Jones seems to think that. If they wanted to, they could press the issue with all the cap space they have and be really good in a couple of years. Yeah, but we know that's not Kyle Davidson's plan. He is playing a long game here, and the only thing that can change that is getting Connor Bedard because, like you said, you have to get people that can play with him. So, uh, you know, maybe nobody more than Seth Jones is hoping for ping pong balls to fall the Blackhawks' way next month. Well, the, the other way that I think Davidson may consider is that, you know, he he talked today about term contracts and having short term, and especially when you're drafting all these players, at, at some point all these entry level deals become second deals and third deals, and and then you be you know you kind of go back into cap hell again. But if you're looking, and and their major issue next year, honestly, is is the cap floor. Like they need twenty million dollars just to get to the cap floor. So right. I, I think it's if you can convince a you know a, a top tier player. We're going to overpay you for two years and come play for us. And I mean, it, it's very hard for NHL players to kind of uh, they 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 love the long term deals. They love the security. Yeah, you, you got they got you got to think NBA style here, right? Where you just max out on a guy for a yeah, year or two. Yeah, you, you, hey, like, come they, over they here and cash out. Come get yeah. your bag, and in two years you can figure out what you want to do. Yeah, and and maybe maybe there's an opportunity to stay, but I, I think it's almost the best route where the Blackhawks get some really good talent, and you you get to the cap floor and and 
and I guess I mean that's where the, the whole can. I just don't see that. It's just it's just not how it works in hockey. Like no, remember what, remember when Austin Matthews dared to take a five year deal instead of an eight year deal? People were like, oh my god! Like the funny thing is, they five year contracts a they, long time. They convinced Panarin to take the bridge two year deal, and then they traded him. Remember? That's yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's like, then you got on the flip side. You have like baseball, where everybody gets a fourteen year contract now. It's it's like what hockey was 15 years ago before the cap where everyone was getting these like monster Shea Weber, Marion Hosa, Duncan Keith deals. Like it's just the ebbs and flows of how contracts work uh, throughout sports is fascinating to me. And the NBA is the one that does it right. Yeah. Because those guys are maxing out. They're constantly improving their salary every year or two. But it's also the, the, the chance of injury in the NBA is so much less than it is in hockey or football. Where I think that's why so many of these guys are just like, give me the eight year contract, give me the big the big payday, and just let me be safe that way. So I'm curious what Debrinket's going to do because he he obviously hasn't extended with Ottawa yet. He's he could become a UFA in a year. I mean, they can't qualify him at that number, can they? Not with the year he's having. I mean, what's what's he going to end up at? Still, he's still under yeah, thirty I, goals. Yeah, I mean, he's he's not only he's going to get to thirty even, but I mean, Ottawa's in this position now where they're trying to take this next up. They went out and they got Jacob Chikrin. And you know they they got all these young great players. And they're all these they're all in like their early twenties, like Debrinket and early to mid twenties. It's like a really good spot to be in, frankly, for Debrinket. But uh, that that poison pill contract he's got, where his qualifying offer is over nine million. He's at twenty goals with twenty one games to go. Yeah, so he's yeah he's on pace for like a twenty. He's not he's certainly not he's, on pace projected for twenty seven. Yeah, he's doing fine. He's not having a forty goal season though, which is what they expect out of him. Yeah, can you can you give a guy coming off a 25, 26 goal season? $10 million a year? I guess it depends on if you... It's qualifying is what, nine, is it? Qualifying nine, yeah. yeah. I, I guess you got to wonder if it's just an off-season or not. Or I mean... Yeah. Well, he's done this before, right? I mean, when you're a shooter, he's still gonna you know, your shooting percentage potential. fluctuates. <laughs> yeah. It could, yeah. I mean, and, and Ottawa's you know, playing well right now, so he might be able to ride that wave, but... Do you do you give him some monster contract? I mean, do you, th- or do you if you can afford nine million dollars, I'd pay Alex Brinkett nine million dollars. And and if you're, you know, it sounds like feels like Ottawa's preparing to make try to go for it again. They're building so. But um, do you do you buy out your UFA years and give him a long term deal, or you just take him right up to walk him right I up? Don't, to UFA? I don't. I I'm. I would guess that they've already tried to offer him a deal and he's yet to accept it. You know. Yeah, I, I'm not sure he's sold yet on being in Ottawa. No. Um, and that's why I haven't. I, I I wouldn't eliminate the idea of him returning to Chicago. Yeah. I don't know. You know, like He'd I be a nice winger for Connor Bedard. Yeah. Um, and in yeah, in a year's time, two years time, that makes a lot more sense than Blackhawks trajectory. But yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, I'm curious. Like I I I, I was talking to someone about this the other day. Is just that if the cap is really going up and to sign like a long term deal now, it just it it feels like in three or four years, like you'll be like. Yeah. You're, you go for like a top is, ten highest paid to you know like top thirty like right. This is what agents should be telling their like 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 David Pasternak just signed what like eleven and a half, eleven two something like that, yeah. like a big freaking contract. And he's a you know he's like a top five player in the league, so he deserves it. If I'm him, man, give me a two year deal and let's talk yep. again when the cap goes up by six million dollars. Yeah, like, for sure. These guys, these agents, they're 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 not doing right by their players. They got to convince these guys to get to, you know get the cash. And to do that, you got to bet on yourself, and nobody ever wants to bet on themselves. They just want security, yeah. which I, I get it. But man, that this is why salaries in the NHL lag behind, you know, you know, on top of the cap, lag behind so many other sports right now. Which which always made Marion Hosa's one year in Detroit fascinating. One, he he didn't do it for the money, but he did a one year contract where he yeah. had he had a long term offer from the Penguins on the table to play with Crosby and Malkin for a while. And um, yeah, he there's very few guys who yeah that 
yeah, I mean, Hosta could have got hurt, but it certainly paid off. But yeah, it, it um, yeah, I, I mean, a lot of these guys don't end up getting hurt. I, I yeah, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Bet on yourself, man, and believe yeah. in yourself that you're that you're going to be worth more in two years instead of waiting eight years to cash out. Like you have so many guys, like Sidney Crosby, still making eight point seven million dollars a year. <laughs> he's one of the four greatest players of all time. You know, Connor McDavid, he's making twelve five. If he signed a two year deal, he'd be making fifteen right now. Yeah. Yeah, now I imagine what McDavid's next contract's gonna be like, right? Um, where? Yeah. <laughs> Having gone to Arizona, being you, you went to the arena yeah. How'd you, how'd you like the mullet? I, and knowing what Arizona's done in the Caps, I, I don't know how the Coyotes are an NHL team. Like, it, it, <laughs> I, I don't understand why why this is acceptable. Like, none of this makes any sense to me. Like, th- there's no reason they should have played in that arena more than a game or two. There's no reason why they should be allowed to not acquire you know acquire all these players and not actually spend any money like it just what is it like 30 million dollars of dead money right now something like that like almost half their half their cap hit is like players that don't actually play for them yeah and it doesn't sound like that yeah even if the arena does happen it won't happen for like they're they're like they're like a cayman islands bank account for the rest of the league like you just store your money there yeah it's just it's it's sad like it just it's yeah i don't know i I mean i understand all the reasons why because gary bettman's really stubborn yeah Phoenix is a top 10 market in this in this country in terms of population. And they do have a light at the end of the tunnel with this new arena that would be in Tempe. But it's like three years away, though. It's it's a, it could be it could be four seasons playing at Mullet Arena. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's bad. It's 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 embarrassing for the league. It's bad, but at the same time, I understand all of it. And I f- but what if they get Connor Bedard? Like, what what are you doing with that? Like he's this gonna is, play there is, next I, I keep saying this. I keep telling everybody who who listen that they're gonna rig the lottery not to get Bedard to Chicago get but to get Mitchkoff to, to to Arizona because his KHL contract expires right when the new arena opens. <laughs> and it's perfect timing. Yeah, that that would make a lot more sense because yeah, if I'm anyone else, I don't want to go play there. I think Gary would love Bedard to go to Arizona. That's his baby, Arizona. And yeah. then maybe maybe that brings Austin Matthews there when his you know comes returns home to Arizona when his contract. I think expires. I think Matthews' contract comes up before then, right? Well, yeah, he gives, he, well, he'd sell out Mullet Arena, wouldn't he? At those ridiculous <laughs> I think ticket selling prices. Selling out Mullet Arena, anyways, yeah. I, 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 it's just you know the whole idea of them moving to Quebec or Houston or Portland or Kansas City or wherever you want to Hamilton, Ontario. Well, obviously, it's yeah, not going to happen. Yeah, they're banging they over staying bad boys in Arizona. It just it, it feels really sad to me that that's that's an NHL team. And I mean, yeah. it was like it was bad when the Islanders had to go back to Nassau Coliseum after leaving for Brooklyn because Nassau Coliseum is not an NHL caliber arena. But they did for what? But that's one a year? fifteen, sixteen thousand seat arena. They did for a couple yeah. of years. Yeah, uh, yeah and they, they were they, just you can still their sell time tickets. The yeah. yeah, they weren't like yeah, they they weren't. Some kind of money laundering. The mullet, the <laughs> mullet, <laughs> the mullet arena thing is interesting because it's like it's a novelty still right now. Like for this season, it's been like this fun. Oh, it's fun atmosphere. Let's see if it's still fun three years from now. You know, I nearly walked buildings... into the Coyotes dressing room. Like I just, I someone had pointed us down the wrong. Uh, the Coyotes door. didn't even have. A dressing I, I, room I walked I right there. in and I was like, "Oh, there's the dressing." Like I'm, I'm like in the dressing room as I open the door from like a like a sidewalk outside. Like it was just. They, so they literally didn't even have a coyotes dressing room when I was there. So Man, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it was neat. And it was, it's, it's, it's interesting. If it was a short term novelty, then yeah, I just, yeah, it's a three or four, four years is front. a lot. Four yeah, years is a lot. Yeah. And then you just add it to the quality of, you know, I, I mean, the coyotes are a better team than I expected them to be. So, but it's, they certainly were selling off pieces too. Like, I don't know how much longer that'll last. Um, we, we wrote about this soon. I will probably have to revisit it, but just, who is you know who's the worst team in the NHL now? And I, oh God, it's the Blackhawks. 
Yeah, it's. Uh, Did you? I mean, you were you were there at practice today. Like those, like I mean, you know, Entwistle, Dickinson, Reese, Johnson's like your second line or whatever it is. I mean, this is. Like half the guys they acquired, they acquired someone today who I assumed when I when we did our grades that uh, the last yeah, guy he, they, he's actually gonna he he played in the American League all season but he's been traded to the Blackhawks to play in the NHL. Listen, listen to some of these names they've got: Joey Austin Anderson, Wagner. Hunter Drew, Anders Bjork, Austin Wagner, Andy Walensky, Pavel Gogolev, Vili Saryavi, Anton Hudobin. I mean Nikita Zaitsev for five million dollars. Well, so, sorry, Barbara, I, I there are guys that'll never see the NHL. Oh, I understand like, that, but it's like you know you want to talk about money laundering and embarrassing the the randos that the Blackhawks are just picking up in these deals. It's ridiculous. This roster's an you want to talk about embarrassments. This yeah. roster no, no, for is, the last twenty one games of the season is an absolute joke. It is an embarrassment. The, half their best players are going to be in Rockford because winning in the AHL is more important than winning in the NHL right now. The only saving grace is that Reichel and Gutman are up. Like it, it's like there's finally a, last twenty games we get to see a couple of young players who may actually be part of the be part of the future. So it's uh, it, I didn't yeah. even see did they, did they do a paper transaction for Reichel? Uh, I for the playoffs. I think they did today. Yeah, I didn't even. I've, I've been drowning. In I'm pretty sure with Reichel, did. I, Gutman, they did not. Yeah, Gutman's going to stay up, which is interesting because he's been really good. And yeah. uh, he's he's looked he's looked solid in the NHL. He looks but like I think Reichel's going to stay up for a bit. I I think with Gutman, I I wonder if um, he's kind of dealt with injuries a little bit that they just decided that it's best to because they did this with Velasic last year too, where they just they uh, kept him up. Yeah, they no, they kept him. Well, they because Reichel. I think Reichel's going to stay up too. Like they'll they'll keep Reichel up until the playoffs or late in the season. I think with Gutman, the decision might have been just that it's better for him to rest and, you yeah. know, like they did the Vlasic was going to maybe play in the ice hog playoffs. And then they decided it was better just to, um, yeah, have him take it off. So yeah, the ice hogs are, uh, not, not, not doing so hot these days. They've been kind no, of, they have no one the left on their team. yeah, they've yeah. been plundered in, you know, <laughs> like they've been talking all year about how useful this, this deep playoff run the ice hogs are going to go on is going to be. And, uh, this is hardly a guarantee right now. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think they did a lot of these moves so that they can, <laughs> Some of those guys back to so all these randos, yeah. They bring all these guys up to the just to so plug like, holes. Yeah, Gust and Cini, everyone that's uh, yeah, all their basic, all their AHL all stars kind of return to the team. They put that's why that's how you there. get Austin Wagner, Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, Austin Wagner hasn't played in NHL all season. I mean, he's played in NHL before, but these are just uh, warm bodies. That's all this is. It's just warm bodies. Yeah, no, this is it's it's sad too. Yeah, I mean, you get what they're doing and why they did it, but it's yeah, it's this is not a good hockey team and um. <laughs> And, and yeah, I, I mean, Luke honestly, Richard, I, Luke Richardson, you know, he's he's like, you know, why they're doing it, and you know, this they're achieving their goal, but it's, he's like, it sure stings a little bit at times too. Like, what <laughs> you know, at some point he had a competent NHL team, and I'm and today he talked about being at like training camp again, where he's having teach systems. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you think about it, I, you know, they, uh, yeah, I was on the athletic hockey show during the deadline, and and Haley and Ian were asking me about like what are the Blackhawks going to do the rest of the year and I'm like they're going to lose games I mean they got 21 games left can you see this lineup I mean Stalock and Mrazek are legitimate NHL goalies who will steal a game here and there they'll have games like that but can you see this team winning what maybe three games the rest of the way out hockey so who knows I I just I I get like five straight I wouldn't be surprised (laughs) you know like it just it's it's it is it's stupid like that but no like I, yeah i i you, they've maximized their chances of losing like they you, you couldn't have stripped it down any more other than trading and at the cu um yeah columbus yeah. still has johnny gaudreau i mean they're still 
I mean, is Jonathan Taves even healthy? Like, want to come back to this? Like, it's you know, I, I think there's other reasons for him to come back, but it's like he'd have to introduce himself, like ten guys in the room when he walks <laughs> in. You know, I'm gonna have to do that the next time I'm in the room. Jesus, I don't know who any of these guys are. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's interesting. Um, the yeah, Anders Bjork is uh, should be here tomorrow, I think. And um, it's exciting stuff. Zaitsev was there today, and they said that he's gonna probably play tomorrow. And do you think um, they'll sell a single Anders Bjork jersey between now and the end of the season? <laughs> like just just somebody who's last playing the mission. Bjork so maybe, maybe maybe there's someone who's oh, local there. You go. Who's, uh, um, yeah, I'm curious what jerseys are up on the. Uh, I mean, it'll be all Seth Jones, or but we, you and I have said this before. We don't see a lot of Seth Jones. Like no. Seth Jones is a guy who can be a star, but it takes time to fall in love with a guy. And then the Chicago's it, it takes not there winning. Yet. It takes winning. It takes winning to, exactly. For defensemen, yeah. I think mostly like it. It takes winning to sell defensemen jerseys. I mean, yeah, people were Black wearing Hawks Duncan sell... Keith jerseys in two thousand six. No, for the Black Blackhawks to sell Keith Seabrook and Yarmolson jerseys, like it's that's yeah, especially Yarmolson who was just like a yeah. shop locker. You know, yeah, like, it, it was all based on success. You know, people don't usually get behind. Yeah, Tenorti's not selling jerseys, blocking shots. No, right you got to be. You got to be Kale McCarr if you're going to be. You know. Well, no, you just you need you need to be like the depth defenseman on a three-time Stanley Cup champion, you know. Like, not that he was a depth defenseman, but you're more the defenseman. I used to see Nick Letty jerseys out there. Yeah, it, yeah, it helps when you're winning, right? Like, yeah, you, everyone's you know, exciting when when you're winning. Yeah, I mean, how many? I mean, Saad, Panarin, all those jerseys were doing well. Oh in the God, Brandon Saad! I remember that entire 2013 season. People would always ask me on Twitter for some reason. They would ask me, "What player's jersey should I get? What number? What jersey should I buy? I want to buy a jersey." I would say, "Brandon Saad, man, he's awesome. He's not going to go anywhere." Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think like Crawford jerseys were certainly popular, and yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know how many Marcus Kruger jerseys, but I'm sure there's some Marcus Kruger jerseys. Out you there. love Marcus Kruger, don't you? But just I, like he's the like there's that second tier right like it's Assad yeah. Kruger's the guys. Who I, I always say Mar- Marcus Kruger is the player who you know he makes a good team great. And yeah, I, I mean he's a fourth line center, right? Like he just but he, he was an awesome fourth line. Center. It was like indispensable fourth line. Center, he was playing was 15 minutes a game in the Stanley Cup playoffs. He was on the ice in the final minute of yeah. the game six of the Stanley Cup final to protect a one goal lead. Like that's an amazing. Fourth he's line the guy center. who was they, they, he elevated like Brandon Bolig and yeah. you know Mashman Mashinter, like all the guys that the Joel would just throw out there and oh Brandon Mashinter. Marcus Kruger's job was to you know put the, keep these guys Brandon Mashinter and... who had a chainsaw scar in his leg because he once almost cut his own leg off oh man that was one of my favorite stories um. <laughs> but yeah uh, like th- think about how far the blackhawks are from needing their next marcus kruger like they have to get good before they need to worry about who their marcus kruger is like that's how far we are from any real substance on the ice well they, they need to figure out their is. first yeah like they need when, when you're when you're trading players. five draft picks for tanner Janot, you know you're in the shit the blackhawks yeah. are so far away from that yeah it's uh yeah. What the hell are we going to write about the next six weeks? I have no idea. I I think <laughs> sure, sure. I'm make, make, make keep subscribing keep to the Athletic, rock. folks. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Probably make a couple trips out to Rockford. Yeah. Rockford's going to be interesting. Maybe I need to come up with one of those European trips that you guys always do. That, that's the world's. Got. Yeah. It just, it's leave. unfortunately the Blackhawks aren't signing it. You can. I I, I got to leave. You write national stuff now to do uh, world's trip. Um. <laughs> I got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> um, it's good that we did the player poll with what we did because they would have just vanished now. like almost everybody who won is not the team anymore <laughs> right now we're going around giving doing a player poll like who, who's the most you know oh austin wagner he's a funny guy he's he made a joke <laughs> um 
Yeah, no, this team is. I, I thought about I can just go around and do another like why you wear your number because they all would be like a basically new set of the story, you know. <laughs> that would be the the shortest lived evergreen piece ever. Yeah, within a uh, month and a half, none of it would matter anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think I, I think personally, I'm. Uh, I know that we we're talking about what games to go see and stuff and figuring out road trips now, but I, I'm curious. I, I think the prospect stuff's the most interesting for me. Oh, yeah. I think the Korchinski, the fact that Korchinski, Nolan Allen, and Colton Dock are all on the same team and. Um, the team is really good in Seattle. Joint trip to Seattle. What do you say? Yeah, we'll go see our uh, go see our editors out there. Yeah, yeah, it's twins. <laughs> Congratulations, Alex. Yeah, Eddie Old checks out there. Well, it'll be an old big reunion. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I you know like there there's some you know I think why Kaiser could sign and there's some decisions they need to make on some college guys. So um, yeah, the the focus really changes from Kane and Taves to whether why Kai. Honestly, like I'm I'm dreading trying to come up with story ideas, but I'm excited that we'll have to come up with story ideas instead of just trying to draw more blood from the stone. That was no, Patrick no, for Kane sure. The last few weeks Taves. have just been draining. Of, <laughs> Two was, weeks. Uh, Two months, maybe. I know, but the last few weeks just it felt like it was on just a different level of yeah. I mean, yeah, it was, it was every, every other mattered. day. I was like, what do we know about the Kane yeah. Rangers trade? And it was the only thing that mattered. Like you couldn't get away from it. It was such, it's, it's so weird. It feels Could so you imagine if Taves would actually, you know, like Taves have been on the market and yeah. you know, imagine doing both, both of them in the same week, yeah. to different teams. That would have been just bizarre. Yeah. It's odd. And yeah, even yeah, Kane, seeing Kane and the Rangers Jersey still um, weird. The, the, they're, they're, the jersey, the stuff they wear during the warm ups feels like pajamas to me or something like that. You know, like not during warm ups, but during their uh, when it, during the morning skate. Yeah, it was like all it, red. Yeah, yeah, it feels just yeah, I don't know, something Christmas strange. Or something. Yeah, a little yeah. Weird. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll still exist. We'll still keep on doing podcasts and writing. And honestly, I feel like we do our best work when there's nothing to write about. Yeah, that come up with our COVID best stories, was so. COVID. We we did pretty well, and yeah, oh, we, actually, yeah. we actually have a couple ideas that we've been putting off for the last year and a half. So maybe we can get to them. And now. hey, ten year anniversary of the 2013 Cup coming up. You know, I love milk and nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, there's uh, yeah, there's still reasons to read us. I think and listen to yeah. us. Yeah, we'll make it work. <laughs> Make it work. So, um, yeah, but uh, yeah, trade deadline is over, and uh, we'll have so is this podcast. Yeah, we have trade grades up, (laughs) great transition. We have trade grades up now, and I'm sure we'll still be writing a little bit off of uh, coming. Go read my winners and losers. Everyone's mad I didn't call your team a loser or a winner. It's fine. Oh, god, the national audience, god bless you for reading the comments. Like, like the Blackhawks, you know, I write a Blackhawks story. It's like, I like, I I, I understand the comments. I like. To get attacked from other fan bases is really interesting when I do the national <laughs> stuff. It's like, oh, all right. I see how it is over there now. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> um, so, yeah, go read that. Go read a thousand other stories we have up in the Athletic about the trade deadline. And we'll certainly uh, begin looking forward with the Blackhawks. I think that's the only way to look forward or look with the Blackhawks right now. So, for Mark Lazarus, I am Scott Powers. This is Lassen Powers. And we'll talk to you soon. And I know that I can't fix it. I can help even just a little bit Won't you let me try Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.